I hope you guys can see us good. Uh, praise God. Uh, we wanted to come with you today in some prayer. Um, this is going to be loaded in three different places. It'll be on Anchor. Uh, it'll also be on YouTube. And, of course, it's it's here on live. And, guys, uh, we just want to stir up the body of Christ a little bit today and, and understand some things of what's going on. And I know you've been hearing this. You've been hearing it from us. And if you go back to Matthew 24 before we begin to pray as the Holy Spirit allows we can do nothing without the Holy Spirit. You need to understand that. But Jesus said outside of me that you can do nothing, that I am the vine and you are the branches. So I need you to understand this. You can do nothing without the Holy Spirit. We can do nothing. We're just a bunch of sounding symbols over here without the Holy Ghost, the spirit of love, the spirit of compassion. But I've never met a father that loved his children, that didn't chasten and redirect his children when they were in harm's way. America's in harm's way. You need to understand that. And throughout history, if you read your Bible, you'll realize that, that God has punished through famine, pestilence, and sword. And if you go to Matthew 24, you'll see in verse 7, it says, For nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence. It talks about earthquakes in diverse places. So famines is according to Amos 8.11 that there's a famine of the word of God. You see, we've got men out there preaching the word of God that, that is not the message of repentance. The first message that Jesus preached was repent the kingdom of heavens at hand, Matthew 4, 17. When he came out of the wilderness and he began to preach the gospel, repent, lest you repent, you'll never see the kingdom of God. And the next one was pestilence. Well, we're seeing pestilence right now, infectious disease. Now, how this came about, I have my opinion, so I'll keep them to myself. But what you need to understand is this is not a surprise to anybody that is walking in the spirit of God. I said, it's not a surprise because the Bible talks about it. And if we spend time in the word, we realize that these things must come. And as we continue on in Matthew 24, nine, and I'd love to read it all to you, but you got an assignment and we got some praying to do today, but we're going to be backed up by scripture when and before and during and after we will continually stand on the word of God. In verse nine, it says, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Now, so what is the Lord saying here? Famine, pestilence, and sword. Famine of the word of God. Pestilence, infectious disease, and then sword. The next phase that's coming, and I didn't prophesy to you and give you a date, but you need to understand, the next thing that's coming is that you will see persecution of the body of Christ like you've never seen. Now, I can't promise you that's going to be in your lifetime because I don't know that you'll be here tomorrow. The Bible says you're not promised tomorrow. Worship God today. See, today is the day of salvation. But you need to understand that it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <clears throat> Too many people are teaching that we're going to get out of here easy. But if you get out of here easy and go to hell, what have you gained? You see, if you gain the whole world and you lose your soul in hell, what does that profit man? And now I want to back that up in Isaiah 29 as we begin to let the Holy Spirit lead us in this message and in this prayer today. In Isaiah 26, 9, it says, With my soul have I desired you in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek you early. I will seek you early. Now, I use that a lot because I get up pretty early in the morning. But I will seek you early, for when your judgments, judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. When? When your judgments are in the earth, your inhabitants will learn righteousness. Now, there's a lot of people out there say, you know what? I've said the prayer that I'm saved. I'm right with God. But I'm going to tell you something. The closer you get to God, the lighter, the, the, the stronger the light is, the more that's revealed in a man or woman's life. No matter how right you think you are with God, if you get to a point to where you just believe that you're right and you're not seeing the things that I'm speaking of right now, you're not right at all. I'm going to tell you because the closer I've gotten, I remember when I first got saved and that comfort period, 
that comfort period. But as I began to walk with God, I began to realize that there was some dirt under the coffee table. I began to realize that the out of the cup looked clean, but there was some stuff inside the cup. I began to realize that the outside of the tomb was clean, but it was full of dead man's bones and rottenness. I began to realize that we would try to strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. And I'm talking about self-righteousness and all of us have to guard against it. You say, well, brother, not me, but let me tell you something. Yes, you. God is purifying his bride. And this is the goodness of God that what's going on in our nation that God is saying, I'm giving you an opportunity like the days of old. I'm giving you an opportunity to come back and pray. If my people will seek my face, if they will seek my face, if you will acknowledge your sin before him and repent, turn from your sin, follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit, that God will heal your land. Now, I didn't quote that word for word because I needed to speak it as if somebody needed to understand it. Do you understand what I'm saying? It says, for with my soul have I desired you in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek you early. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. The judgment of God comes to bring people to righteousness. In 2 Timothy 2.19, it says, let everyone that names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Now, back to verse 10 of Isaiah 26, because I didn't want to stop right there. It says, let favor be showed to the wicked, yet will he not learn righteousness. So you keep being merciful. You keep just doing what they want to do. And it says they will not learn righteousness. In the land of uprightness will he deal unjustly and will not behold the majesty of the Lord. This is a powerful word. So we see this as an awful thing sometimes of what's going on in the world. But what I want to tell you, we have done this. We needed chastening. Every one of us. Every one of us, not you, but me and and Coach Shaw, all of us, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It's his goodness that we're saved, and it's his goodness that he would purify his bride, that when he comes back, he's not coming back for a prostitute. He's coming back for a faithful bride, faithful to him. And the Bible says to be alert, to be on lookout. It says that if the owner of the house would have known the hour that the thief was going to break in, that they wouldn't have caught him by surprise because they would have been awake. Awaken the bride of Christ. Purify and awaken the bride of Christ is what the word is about today. Yeah. Praise that's God. The, that's the, praise Come God. On. And that's the thing. I don't think there's too many people that aren't urgent about this. They don't understand. You know, we sit here and worry about uh, what we're going to get for food or toilet paper is the biggest thing now. And people are so urgent about that stuff, but they're not urgent about, like you said, when it talks about um, the thief in the night. If praise you know God. he's coming. And here's the thing. We're so stupid about this. We know Jesus is coming. Yes. We know he is. And we sit here and, and we just we're. We, we assume we have time later on, and we don't. This is a perfect example of that. And I'm just going to add to your Isaiah 26, 9, because I was yes. reading, as you were reading, and I've never looked at it this way. And something hit me, and I could be dead wrong about this. Someone called me out for it. But it talks about, with my soul, I've desired you in the night. Praise God. And the way I heard that just then, mm-hmm. and this is the first time I've heard it this way, the night being an example of darkness. Mm-hmm. So... I'm, I'm, I, what do we, when do we reach out to God? Most of us who are aren't, right. When things are worse, they're not. Um, and I'm talking about, I'm talking about all of us, but then those who claim to be Christians that aren't really, so they don't pray. They don't have a prayer life, but now that the night's here, now they're jumping about and it says, yea, by my spirit within me, I will seek you early. So if we have the spirit within us, Mm -hmm. that's the ones who are out here prepared for his coming because we're praying earnestly beforehand before this calamity hits. And that's just, I just read, I just, when you were reading that, I just, it it caught me that way because there's so many of us, our prayer life suffers until something happens. Until something happens. But it says by my spirit, 
within me, I will seek you early. So if we have the spirit, yes. if we're set where we're supposed to be, we're going to be seeking him before and we're diligent about it. We're, those are the ones, the Christians out there, we're the ones that aren't panicking about the food. We, right. we, we're going to have the real body. Of yes. We're get, right. The, the real, and, the real, right. the purified. And we, we've bride. talked about that a yes. bunch where not, not just the virgins, but the virgins with oil in their lamp, the right. Holy spirit, the ones who are prepared, yes. the ones who are preparing for his return, the ones yes. who aren't yes. going to be caught, you know, with their pants down in a, in a sense. Now, John, and, uh, go ahead. John go ahead. was talking about the light, and, and John, just, we, we talked before this and said, you just get in there and get after it. If you got to butt in, butt in, because that's what we're doing here. We're not running over each other. We're doing God's work, and uh, and we're a little bit excited about yeah. it. So uh, I want to give a word, too, that I was given at the Biker Bash of 2015, and it's in Isaiah 60, and it said, Arise, shine, for your light is coming, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon you, and his glory shall be seen upon you. And then it says the Gentiles. And I'm going to stop there because we don't have time. We want to pray to read everything in this Bible. But look at what I saw in the vision that God had given me in 2015. I was sitting in a vehicle, and the, the headlights were shining into the blackest of black, maybe as black as our logo without the yellow and the red on it. It was black. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face except the lights on the vehicle. And I stepped out of the vehicle, and you could see businessmen walking by with suits and ties on and briefcases operating in the darkness. They had no idea of what the light even was. They were so used to being in the darkness, which even confirms the word of God, that Jesus is the light of the world and that he so loved the world that and he gave his son and he loved the whole world. And that includes everyone here. But men love darkness, lest the light expose their deeds. But men stay in the darkness, lest the light expose their deeds. God is calling us to pray for those around you, for your family, for your nation. He is calling that his light may alight on you, may be upon you, and that you may be a witness. Here's the purpose that souls may be one. So you don't need to sit around and fear some virus and some plague, some infectious disease and all of those things. What you need to do is fear God and do the work of God. Your protection is in your prayer and you're seeking God and extending the word of God. When I, This morning, John, I went to Walmart. I didn't even tell you this. I went, it was pretty interesting as the line was, wrapped around back there and I walked up and I saw people just in gloom and doom and despair. Maybe they were tired. You know, it wasn't quite seven o'clock where they opened the doors, mm -hmm. but I went up and said, how are y'all doing? Praise God. Mm -hmm. Praise God. I said, praise God. And a couple of old men raised up and said, yeah, fellow, how are you? You know, a couple of older men, mm -hmm. the rest of them were kind of startled, kind of like stepping on an ant bed. They started to move around. I said, praise God. I said, I thank God for this. The police officer standing at the front to monitor the door and all that. They're looking at me like a calf in a new gate, like something done happened to me. Something done happened to me. I got filled up with the Holy Ghost. I got a revelation. I got a word of God. I got the spirit of God. And I said, this is a time for the body of Christ to do what they would not do. Praise God that now this is upon us. And now we can be a purified bride of Christ and be prepared for the second coming for that great and terrible day of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. I thought that was awesome. And I'm telling you what, as I walked through Walmart pushing my buggy, John, I didn't know everybody. There was, I don't know, 100, 200 people in line. I don't know. I'm guessing. But I'd go down an aisle. And people would, would be looking at the ground, pushing their buggies. And this happened three or four times. And they would look up and say, oh, how are you, sir? How are you doing? They only said that because I walked up and they had hope because the spirit of God, because the light showed up this morning. Mm -hmm. That was the only reason. Other than that, we would have been fighting it. over toilet paper. Yeah, they're looking for something. And they just don't. They saw hope. Most of them don't know what hope. they're looking for. Right? 
And, you know, you were hitting that earlier, and I, I just, it made me look this up because I, I couldn't remember where it was, but I remember it. 2 Corinthians 4 4, uh, because you were talking about those who are blind. And so, it's so funny as, you know, you think back to your old time as mm. a non believer mm. and how blind you were, too. And you can see Praise it so God. clearly now. But in this, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't That's believe. Right. They are unable to see the glorious side of oh, the good news. Jesus. And we sit here and talk about so much about how these people, how can you not see there's so many, I understand it's scary. I understand yes. there's some fear in the world, but there's so many blessings yes. with all this and people just can't, Thank you. they just don't see it. And it's just like that. You walk, look, we're all still alive here. And I know, you know, there might be some, there's some losing their lives and all that, but is it, you know, we go back to that, Paul, it's better for me. It's better for Come me on. if I go. Come on, you know, and you can't take and, our soul. No, I mean that we're we are eternally set yeah. where we're at, and we have. If you don't have faith in that, then your faith isn't real faithful, and that's the issue here. It's not a disease because we've had diseases. There's a every year. There's a different virus, flu, Bird flu, chicken there, flu, pig swine flu, flu, yeah, Spanish I mean, flu throughout in the early 1900s. My friend Jeff Honeycutt sent out this morning. Right, said the same thing. Churches shut their doors. People locked down, and it became the body of Christ. But but yeah. they soon forgot. But here's the thing, and that's, soon forgot. That's the people we're talking. We talk all the time about the 90 percent of the body yeah. who's not really part of the body. Yeah, and I don't know what the exact number is, but we have so church has not stopped. Number one, we're we do this. Seven days a week, we talk. Seven mm -hmm. days a week, we're we're sending each other stuff. I teach my kids. We teach Praise our kids. God. It's it. The church and being faithful is not a Sunday for an hour thing. Mm -mm -mm. Shutting down the church mm. should have no bearing on what we do with our Christian walk. And the the ironic thing with this is, we haven't even shut down church. We still have our preachers that are streaming every Sunday. Everyone does it. We talk about it. Mm -hmm. What has stopped? What what excuse do you have? And, and here's the thing. There's probably going to be a point in here where uh, the government's going to try to shut down that. The Praise one or two God. guys sitting there by themselves yeah. uh, just streaming a video like Praise this. God. They're going to try to shut th This is essentially what our, our preachers are doing our on Sunday. Our iPad's shut down, and, and this is no mystery, whatever it yeah. does. We're sitting there trying to add a brand new iPad. Not brand new, but it's the newest iPad that I have. And we had it up there on record, and it kept shutting. As a matter of fact, it's over here loading. So thank goodness John had an extra one there. And I know that you guys watching Facebook Live right now, uh, we can barely see that screen. It looks like that we're pretty dark in the screen. That's okay. This ain't about us. Just listen. Just listen and participate. Right. And if you wonder why we're giving the word, because the word is the prefaces to prime the well before we begin to pray. Right. And it removes the riffraff, John. because. Yeah. You know what? Some people want to quick bless me, keep me, boom, as I yawn and go out the door and go get on my, my best life now or whatever it is or go watch my favorite TV show. But you know what? You may have to hunker down just for a minute. Right. We may be here for an hour or and, so. And I wanted to add to this Praise because God. there's there's so much of this. There's a lot of people right now that are seeking God for the first time for real mm -hmm. in their life. And the bottom line is 95% of them aren't going to get their specific mm -hmm. prayers answered because they don't understand our God the way you're supposed to. The Bible is riddled with passages, and I'm going to read one right here. We've talked about it. The children of Israel rebel, and they sin. And even at the end, always towards the end, mm. right when exile is about to happen, right when they're about to get punished with the flu, a virus, whatever happens, they get born again, or in a, in a right. sense, they try. Right. No, God, I'm right. sorry now. Well, here's the thing. Our God is not a God of do whatever you want. You know, the, the lie that is propagated in the church in America, around the world, you become born again. Hey, come be a part of the church. Everything's right. good. That's right. a lie. 
Okay, because there's not only the struggles, the trials that were promised that, you know, James 1, 2, and 3, you will have these trials. And here's an example of one. But there's punishment for this. Our God is not a God that Thank you, Jesus. forgives everything. Thank he you. forgives when you repent, when you confess, when you do all those things. But even then, John, even then, there's still ever, consequences. Have you ever busted your son's butt? Right. Did you love him before you busted it? Absolutely. Did you love him after you busted right. it? Was he already forgiven before he even asked? Right. Now, I don't want to get into that because we still need to ask God forgiveness. But right. I got to say that. But but that's the point right there is even if I'm doing what's right, even if I'm trying to do what's right, sometimes I will get a consequence for something that I right. did before. Absolutely. I will get spanked by God. Thank and you, it's Jesus. A sen- and it's not a sense of being punished in this sense, just like the Israelites in exile. That's yeah. what I was going to touch over here in a minute because we've been reading about that a lot. But those people that get exiled, they're they were even promised before they were exiled. The prophecies were saying, this is going to happen to you, but in what, 70 years? Yeah. You're going to come back. 70 years. Okay, and God talks about that. And everything in the Bible, and that's, you know, those people that that remove the Old Testament and say it's not worth uh, their it's time. Or, man, yeah. this is the type of everybody's <clears throat> life and what you're going to what you're gonna go through, and you still have the problem. No matter what, every type of uh, punishment that God yeah. gives out, there's a promise of hope and restoration right. at the end if you're willing to do it. Right. And that's the faith we have to have that no matter what we're going through right now, I mean, is this really that bad? I mean, think about it this way. We could be doing this 100 years ago like the Spanish flu mm-hmm. without all this technology, without being able to see each other, loved ones, have a TV. Uh, we're still able to go because we have precautions, things like that. We are still blessed in a lot of ways. And I know that it's scary to some people, but God's going to provide. And you know, I just, I think that's the biggest deal. There's so many, the thing I'm trying to get to here is people are trying to use, there's a lot of right now that are trying to use God as a fix me. They're right no microwave now. God. Right. And it's not that way. Better jump in the crock pot, baby. Right. And he's going to, and he's going to help you, but he's not <laughs> going to just, you know, how many times yeah. have you ever done something wrong? God saved me from this. We talked about this a million mm. times. The Hebrew boys in the fire. Yes. Jesus himself, Daniel. Uh, Joseph, they all had to go through something and not, and here's the kicker with this. I've been doing a lot of podcasts with my son. We're not always getting punished for our sake. Sometimes it's for the sake of others. For instance, the Hebrew boys, why were they put in the fire when they were going to be saved anyway? Well, a big part of it was because King Nebuchadnezzar was going to see this. And now just like King Darius in uh, um, Persia later on with Daniel in the lion's den, he saw this. So now the entire country follows this. So there's a there's a process God is using in all this this uh, coronavirus, yeah, yeah. and we're seeing it slowly. And if you watch the news, and if you're if you're faithful, you can kind of see it. The attacks that are coming. Like I said, the church is going to get shut down at some point. But if you're a Christian that's full of the faith and the Holy Spirit, you're doing your church at home. You're doing church. You read. You pray. You're not missing out because you're missing that hour to two hours on Sunday. Yeah, the church of the world this is what, what John is saying is going to get shut down. Right. The church of Jesus Christ is going to arise. Right. The church of Jesus Christ is going to be defined. You know, sometimes that we got to find out where you're at. We got to put you at a breaking point. You know, as a coach, sometimes in a weight room, I got to find out where you're at. I got to put you at a point of failure. We're, we're going to find out who the body of Christ is. We're going to find out who's going to break and run and who's going to hunker down on the rock of our salvation and stand for Jesus Christ, him crucified, risen from the dead, who's going to call for the power of the Holy Spirit to be a light to the nations, which means people. We're going to find out who that is right now. And I pray that it be you, brother and sister. I pray that's why you're watching right now. Right now. I pray that that's why you're listening right now. Go ahead and read that, John. And let's, yeah, I want let's get to, because, these prayers and this going. This is kind of a, a type of what we're going, kind yeah. of going through right now. Yes. Isaiah 30. 
Um, and it's titled Judah's Worthless Treaty with Egypt, which is mm-hmm. a type of the world of what we, mm-hmm. we rely on. Okay, in verse 1, What sorrow awaits my rebellious children, says the Lord? You make plans that are contrary to mine. Again, a type of what we do things on our own. We decide things without asking God's permission, without going through the proper process. For without consulting me, you have gone down to Egypt, which is a type of the world, for help. You have put your trust in Pharaoh's protection. You have tried to hide in his shade. And again, so, so we, we reach out for the world and we, we, we do things that the world allows us to do or, or convinces us to do or that makes us feel good instead of going and doing things through God. Like a marriage. You get married without God's consent, mm, chances are it's not going to work out. Don't, don't end okay? up well. <laughs> right. And then moving down here, a warning for rebellious Judah. Now go, and this is in verse eight. Now go and write down these words, write them in a book. They will stand until the end yes. of time. And all the stuff we've God. talked about, it's still, it, we're talking mm. about it today. This is what, two, 3,000 years later? Yes. That these people are stubborn rebels who refuse to pay attention to the Lord's instructions. They tell the seers to stop seeing visions. Mm-mm-mm. They tell the prophets, don't tell us what is right. I don't want to hear repent. No. I don't want to hear that. And that's judgmental. Praise God. It's uh, It's hateful. It's, well, who are you? And that's the thing. I get that all the time. Well, who are you to, to point that out? Well, I'm just pointing it out because I see it. It affects my kids. It affects me, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I'm perfect. It means that I have fell on my knees because I know I'm not. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I can survive this is because of Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, one of the things, what, you know, my son, he's seven years old. We had this talk yesterday, actually. And it's, it's just a process for a seven-year-old. But getting him to understand. And so many people think that we deserve this, this, and this, all these riches, this life. Only thing we deserve is hell. That's we it. were born that's it. with a sin nature where hell was all we deserve. That's what that's you deserve. It. That's it. It is only, and you have to wrap your mind around that. It is only because of what yes. Jesus did at the cross that we are saved <clears throat> from that eternity in hell. Praise God. And we have so many people that don't want to hear that. They don't, they don't want to, because Hey, here's the deal. Before I repented, I was a good man. In the right. world standards, I've never been drunk in my life. I've never done any drugs. I never cheated. I ne- you know, I did my job. I did all. I was a good man, okay. But I was just as dirty, as filthy as anybody else, right. and I was destined for hell. It you didn't were, matter because I wasn't living the right way. Born destined to hell. You it, had to be yeah. born again. And, and so, that's the thing. People need to get wrapped yeah. around their brains. Is yes. you are not any. Bet you look at someone else who's done something worse in the world sense. Mm. It doesn't make you any better. And. So, so just to finish this, people, the people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear, like, like for me, I didn't want to hear it. Five years ago, you come up to me, Coach Shelby comes up to me, hey, you're destined for hell. How? I'm like the perfect guy. Five I don't do ago. anything wrong. One year ago, one and a half years ago. <laughs> well, I'm trying to give myself some credit. See, hey, that's a worldly that, thing right but, there. But I'm going to tell you this right here. Let me say this about, about John. Is John is a, is a failed man, but me too. Yeah. But the deal is, is when you're truly born again and saved, <laughs> when God does work in your life, it ain't no wait around five, six, seven, no, eight years. Paul was a, a few days later, man, he received yeah. his sight. Actually, when he lost his carnal sight, he received his spiritual sight. Yeah. And I want to get into all the book of Acts and all that. But he was preaching the gospel. He was proclaiming immediately. Mm-hmm. Immediately. I know he had a little period where he went off or whatever and communed with the Lord. But he, everybody he saw, he talked about Jesus, what had happened. Mm-hmm. If you truly get saved, you can't you shut have, up. Right. You, and, and that's the thing to me. There's an immediate... Change. Yes. You're not, I'm a work in progress. I'm not going to be anything work good. work being done, but forever. the Holy Ghost is here. Right. That, that's who's doing the work. You can see, and like Coach Shelby is a witness to that a year and a half ago, he saw the change. There's a, And there's other stuff that needed yes. work in a process, but yes. there's an immediate change Praise when God. it happens. 
And that's how you know. That's part of the fruit that we talk about. Is that does that person's fruit? Is it good fruit? Is it bad fruit? And if you're bad fruit, what does Jesus do? Yeah. He walked by it and cursed, yeah. not cursed yeah. it. What did he say? He said, N "You'll never bear fruit again." And so it withered up. You don't bear the fruit of the kingdom of God. You be cut down and thrown in the fire. It's right. real simple. The fruit of the world won't work. The fruit of the world looks good. The fruit of the world looks like the fruit that Cain laid on the altar. Right. The fruit and vegetables didn't have no stench to it. it smelled like fresh cut grass. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. It would look like a horn of plenty. But the fruit that, that God was requiring was the blood sacrifice, which was nasty. There was a stench to it. But it was required. Mm -hmm. It was required. The Lamb of God, you got to understand, this wasn't the beautiful fluff and psychology of the world, but it's through repentance that's in the blood of the Lamb. There is no other way. And that's the thing. There's is, no other way. Is our minds, in Hebrews 12, too, we Thank talked you, about this so much. Our minds are so messed up. Even, even lifelong Christians, mm. it's so messed up because we are in the world, we see the mm. world, and we just expect the yes. world and conform to it. Because that's what's normal. Praise God. And we don't speak enough truth. We, we want to be harmonious with everyone. We, we pick harmony over truth. And we are sending everyone that we talk to and commune with to hell in a handbasket, you know, in the sense. And, and here, and you know, again, this is 3,000 years ago. I just want to finish this right quick yeah, before finish we finish that on. and let's pray, man. But tell the seers, stop seeing visions. Yes. Tell the prophets, don't tell us what's right. Tell us nice things. Tell us lies. Smooth things. Forget all this That's gloom. Good. Get yes. off the narrow path. Yes. Stop telling us about your Holy One of Israel. 3,000 yes. years ago, people were saying, don't tell us the truth. Right. Lie to us. Make us feel better about our broken lives instead of telling us to repent. Because that's the thing. If you don't look at yourself as filth and something that needs continual work, mm -hmm. You're dying. You know, right. you could relate that to anything in your, your job. Right. If you're set in your ways in your job, you're slowly deteriorating and you're not going to be as productive. As a Christian, as a human being on this earth with what God tells us mm -hmm. to do, we have a continual growth. We have to have a continual growth mindset or else you die. You'll right. start to Praise die. Praise God. And well, yes. you'll get to a point. You want, because Shelby lied to me. Don't tell me what I'm doing is wrong. And if you're, <laughs> if you ever, if you go to church, you, I used to be one of these. I don't go to church because I don't want to hear how bad I am. <laughs> that's the point. I don't want to go to the doctor. This cancer will just get rid of itself. Right. Exactly. That's a great. <laughs> yeah. That's a great point. You just you just avoid. You kick the 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 can down the yeah. curb, and guess what? Once you die, because you're not prepared when Jesus comes mm -hmm. back, because you're not prepared for that thief to break in your house, because you could have been. And that's the whole point. You don't know when a thief's coming. Right. But you know that Jesus is going to come back. Okay. What would you? And, and let's just change it that way. Not a thief. You don't know when they're coming, but you know that a thief right. is coming. Wouldn't you do something to prepare a little bit your house? You'd, you'd buy some extra safety, something. Yeah. You'd, you'd do be something. Looking. You'd be watching. So, well, Probably here's the thing. Did. Jesus is coming. Yeah. What are you going to do different? Are you just going to assume at some point? Some people would turn the point? light on. <laughs> right. <laughs> some of you got turn this. The light, some of you get out of the darkness. Yeah, right. Some of you turn exactly the light right. on. Yeah. And, you know, when I was, uh, and as we're going into our prayer now, I want to, uh, I was in the weight room and before we got banned, even at the high school from the weight room, which is praise God. That's fine. I've got some interesting stuff going on over at my house, but uh, I'm going to read this and we're going straight into prayer in Isaiah 54, 16 and 17. And this is God says, behold, I have created the Smith that blows the coals in the fire that brings forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster or the destroyer to destroy. It is God that's created. Nothing that's in this earth that's happening is a mystery to God. God is sovereign, which means he's in total charge of everything. We've already talked about the, the, the judgment of God to bring his people to repentance, to righteousness. And if the sinful man continues to live his best life now, that's not a good thing. 
It's the hard times that cause a man to cry out and seek the light. Mm -hmm. It's at nighttime when the light on the porch is on that it brawls in the bugs that they may be zapped by the power of the Holy Ghost, born again and set free. But as I was standing in that weight room my last time last week, it says that, and it just came upon me in the middle of a shoulder workout. And the Lord says, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. No pestilence that is formed against you shall prosper. I said, no pestilence that's formed against you shall prosper. Now, you can't stop right there because the prosperity man has already done and run with it. But you've got to understand that there's some, there's some rules here. There's some things here that you've got to follow that God requires to fulfill his covenant in you. And he says, every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. Now, I'm not talking about somebody just sitting around and bad-mouthing you, but people talk about, oh, we're going to die. Oh, we're going to do this. No, no, I condemn that tongue because, see, live or die, I'm the Lord's. And the bottom line is, is that I have a job to do. And God ain't going to let me go home, not one hair on my head be misplaced until that job is done. Because, see, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few, my Bible says. And this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Now, listen. And remember everything that I just read to you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every time rise, rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is the heritage of those who repent and walk in the light by choice every day that are the true bride of Jesus Christ, not the whore, the prostitute of the world, but the bride of Christ waiting for his return. That's who this promise is to. It's not for the pretenders. It's, it's not for the people looking around and gloom and doom. This is for the faithful in God. And I'm not going to sit there and make you a promise that, that people born again and saved can't die and go to heaven. But if they do, the Bible says when a righteous man dies, that's a celebration time because they got out of this cruel world. Just like John said about Paul, it'd be better for you if I stay, but I'm ready to giddy up and get out of here. And the rest of it says, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. So the only righteousness you have is because the spirit of God has invaded your abode. And he does not invade the abode of a person that does not repent, that does not lay their, their sin at the cross. And you lay at that cross until the anointing comes upon you and leads you out. Too many people are saying, say this prayer after me. And this prayer is said. And then they get up and go live their best life now. No, no, no. You repent before a thrice holy God and let the power of the Holy Spirit lead you and stop leading God. Stop trying to lead his people and let him lead his people through you. Mm -hmm. Yield your mouth for his use. Mm -hmm. Let the word of God be the only thing in your mouth. As he told Joshua, meditate this book of the law continually Amen. and let it not depart from you. Right. Praise God. Amen. Let's pray, baby. Let's go. I ain't calling him baby, nothing like that. So you weirdos <laughs> out there, but I'm just saying, sometimes we get jacked up. Sometimes we get on the football field, things happen. We might slap a kid. Yeah, we might. Okay, go ahead. I just want to what excites you? What excites you in your life? Because if this doesn't, then nothing else matters. Oh, I, I, nothing I, you football, the Rangers, baseball, football, <laughs> basketball. Hey, I'm glad. I, yeah, we love all those things, but that's not our life. But I'm glad you said that because this is a point. This is so perfect yeah. of a revelation for me. A year and a half ago, football, baseball, all this stuff, basketball, it's out. You can't watch it. I'm sitting there miserable. Da, da, da. Now – nothing's changed for me right okay because all that is is something to do to pass some time every once in a while yes our life is the bible our life is scripture our life is prayer and that's what we are doing that's the purpose and our our podcast last week back to the book of acts that's all those people did is they got around together prayed worshiped and ate together they broke bread together and not just bread we talked about that last week not just literal bread the bread of life 
You know, they need, what is the, the Lord's prayer? Give me this day our daily bread. That's not That's a, talking about give yeah. me food every day. Give me the word every day. You have to have the word. You have to have the bread of life every day. It's just like the the water the, at the well, the woman at the well. Praise you God. have to have it continually because we won't, if we're getting that, we won't thirst for anything it's not, else. It's not stale bread, folks. Mm. It's fresh manna daily. God every day. It down you have, daily. Yeah, every Type day. in the shadow of Jesus daily. It's not to live off what you got last Sunday, but it is fresh manna, fresh bread daily. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. I come into agreement with my brother and sister of the Lord that are watching right now, that are listening by YouTube, that are listening by the Anchor app, that are live by Facebook right now. Pray with us, brother and sister. Join us. We desire the will of God right now. Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that you sift, shake, and purify this nation, O oh God, that your holy bride would stand up and wash themselves in the blood of Jesus, O oh God, that you would anoint us with the Holy Spirit to walk in the way of God, that you would place a hedge of protection around us, O oh God, that that one that's faithful right there that's listening right now by internet in the name of Jesus that they would walk into all the world into all the nations proclaiming the goodness of God Almighty that souls may repent and be saved that they would be a light in a dark day thank you Jesus for the darkness for the light is easily discerned in this time your bride is easily discerned at this time and that God that there would be a hedge of protection around that one listening that every sickness disease germ virus fungus and bacteria must die instantly when it comes in contact with that body but most of all Lord God the destruction of sin by the blood of the lamb by the work of the cross and the power of the Holy Spirit to walk in wisdom and become the church God the church that you ordained the church of the book of Acts the church of Jesus Christ not the first Baptist church here or the first United Methodist church here not the Catholic church over here not the non-denational church over here not this church or that church but the church of Jesus Christ and right here today the church of paradise Texas that the body of Christ and the walls are being torn down and broken down in the name of Jesus and the body comes together in unity in one faith one baptism one Lord one God in the name of Jesus with trust and faith in Jesus Christ the Lamb of God the Savior of the world the Alpha the Omega the beginning the end the first and the last the glorious King of heaven the everything the my breath in my lungs the reason why I'm so jacked up it's because I got the Holy Ghost mm. all you got to do is say Father God I place my faith in you Lord God I place my faith in your son and I thank you for the sacrifice of the cross and I thank you that I am a sinner and that Lord God your light has exposed what I am before a thrice holy God and I lay at your cross and I beg for the blood of Jesus Christ and I confess you as the son of the living God that walked in the flesh the word that became flesh the sinless blameless son of God and I'm inviting you to set upon the throne of my heart but whoa God don't stop there baptize me with the power of boldness to proclaim the gospel to pray to speak the nations let me yield my instruments as hands and feet and legs and a heart a mouth a tongue ears eyes for righteousness to win the lost at any cost in the name of Jesus God we praise you we worship you we will not fear we bind and rebuke the spirit of fear for you have not given us the spirit of fear but a spirit of love 
power and of a sound mind, Lord God. We have a sound mind, even the mind of Christ, according to your word, that the word of God saturate us, O oh God, and that we fan the flame of the Holy Spirit deep down in our inner man, Lord God, as our spirit communes with your spirit, that we listen, God, for your sheep hear your voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow, and that, Lord God, that that word saturate our soul, our mind, will, and our emotions, and our flesh as fertile soil, Lord God, to receive. Our flesh don't care which way it goes, but God, we determine to walk in the spirit and not walk in the ways of the flesh. We, 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 if you don't know what that's a tongue, and if it offends you, turn me off. I don't care. I can't hold back the power of God Almighty. I can't hold back the power of God Almighty. You say, well, there must be an interpreter. I'm interpreted now in the name of Jesus. You can't hold back the power of God Almighty. I said, you can't hold back the power of God Almighty. He is the spirit of the living God, and he loves you, and he you're to die for. Do you understand that? Do you understand that somebody's getting born again? Somebody's watching this, this getting saved and set free. Somebody, the addiction to drugs and alcohol is being busted loose right here in the name of Jesus. Somebody right here, the spirit of fear that's gripped you about this virus is being busted off of you right now in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Somebody's getting, go ahead and stand up. Somebody's getting healed right now. Somebody, arthritic knees and hips is getting healed. Arthritic back, shoulders, elbow. In the name of Jesus, we sow the word of God into that body and we speak life and light be because when life comes light comes I said when life comes light comes and you will be a, to shine into darkness your name matters not but the name of Jesus Christ be lifted up for if his name be lifted up he draws all men unto himself do you hear me body of Christ nothing can separate us from the love of God not angels not demons not any pastor not any false denomination nothing can separate you from the love of God nor do I have a desire to walk away from the love of God. So we're encouraging the body of Christ. We're asking you to pray. We're asking you to go ahead and respond. We're asking you to email. We're asking you to join the body of Christ. We're asking you to meet us in the field out here and let's glorify our God. Let's lift our hands to heaven. We're not violating laws. We'll stand six foot apart. Praise God. We'll do what the law says. We'll obey the laws of the land. The law here is not asking you. They're looking for answers. They're looking for light. They're looking for Jesus. If you start looking at the law as a source of of evil and start looking at it as a source of goodness to, to bring order to your place of where you're at and you'll begin to pray for those men and women of God that are out there serving those first responders you'll find out that you'll have a lot more peaceful place to live in if I can have peace I'll have it the Bible says but I will not have peace at the expense of Jesus I'm talking about peace in the Lord not as the world gives but as the Bible gives that the word of God gives now Lord God send them faith Send them the gift of the Spirit of God, the faith that would move mountains. But, Lord God, let them not move mountains without the love of God for other souls. For, Lord God, if I have faith to move mountains and I don't love souls and I don't have compassion for the lost, then I'm nothing. I'm sounding brass. I'm a tingling cymbal. I am nothing of no value. But, God, the value is in me, Lord God. And that's your spirit that I yield my instruments to for your work this hour today. In the name of Jesus Christ, be stirred up, body of Christ. Get up. Paul told Timothy, said, stir yourself up in your most holy faith. Remind yourself of the promises of God and the word of God. Stand up, 
for the name of Jesus Christ and let the power of God move. Some of you are saying, God ain't moved me yet. Well, he ain't moved because you ain't decided right. to move yet. If you get up, he's going to start stirring you up. Did you hear what I said? If you'll get up, he'll start stirring you up in the name of Jesus. I don't feel like it. Well, that's your problem. You're not moved by what you feel. You're not moved by what you see in this natural world. We're moved by what we believe. So stand up, rise up, church of Jesus Christ, and become the body and tear down the denominational walls. Tear down the differences and come together in unity of faith that the lost may be saved and Jesus may be glorified around this globe, this nation, beginning right here in Wise County, Paradise, Texas, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise, Praise God. God. Praise, Praise God. God. You ready? You trying to pray? No. I'm good. I'm good. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And there's some promises that God has given us in his word. I want to read to you as we go. And we may start praying again in the Holy yeah. Ghost. If you run out of time, just come back and catch us again later. It'll be there. And this is the, the account where Elisha and the king of Israel, it said, um, he, he, the Syrians were coming against him. I'm going to paraphrase, and you're going to go back and read it yourself. Second uh, Kings 13. And he said to the king of Israel, put your hands upon the bow. And he put his hands upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And he said, open the window eastward. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, and he, and he said the arrow of the Lord's deliverance. And the arrow of the deliverance from Syria so this, is, this was the answer of God through the prophet Elisha to the king. For you shall smite the Syrians in Aphek till you have consumed them. And he said, take the arrows. And he took them and he said to the king of Israel, smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and he stayed. The man of God, the prophet was angry because he only smote three times. Let me tell you something. This is a type of prayer. Are you listening to me now? now? I need to say this right here. He's saying you should have smoked five or six times and you would have utterly destroyed him. But since you only smoked three times, since you only got on Facebook this one time, you see, when you get off Facebook, you're going to have to get back on your knees. I said, when tomorrow comes and there's not somebody to make you pray, and I'm not making you pray, but understand what I'm saying for the sake of the lesson, then you're going to have to find a way to stir yourself up and pray. Because my Bible says if, you, if you'd have smote, if you'd have continued smiting, if you'd have continued praying, then you'd have had utter deliverance from this. If the body of Christ will pray, we'll have deliverance from this infectious disease. Mm -hmm. But the body of Christ is going to have to. No different than when the president came into office. I remember the day that he was elected. I remember that we thought that the other one was going to win. I'll just leave it at that. I don't even want to speak the name. The other one. Praise God. And we pray <laughs> for that soul. But I'm talking about the spirit that was behind it. And I remember that the Lord said, if, if I give you a reprieve, what will you do with it? What he was saying is that if I give you a president that will stop persecuting the body of Christ, and those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, don't bother. Don't worry about it. But the body of Christ was under heavy persecution, and there was a plan to wipe out the body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ. And he said, what will you do with it? And I said, I'll preach like I never preached. I'll go like I've never gone, and I'll be bold like I've never been. So have I done that? I can't say that I've been 100% faithful that. I can say I'm 100% faithful to telling folks about Jesus every day, but I'm very hard on myself. I don't want to ever think that I've arrived with the things of God. I want to stay hungry. I want to stay in a place to where I'm having to keep up with God and, and to keep up with him. I need his power to sustain me. I need the bread of heaven for if I don't get the manna from heaven, the bread, the word of God, the, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, I don't have the energy to follow the Holy Spirit. I don't have the way to take the word into all the world, lest this instrument be yielded, laid on the altar of God as a living sacrifice. I cannot do the things that God has called me to do. Praise God. And that, you know, that's the thing to me is there's too much in the world. It's, it's really a concept of the world that tells us we come to Christ, we pray, we get all everything answered for us. And that is not even close to what, what we're given. The thing we're promised is peace within him as we face things. Because 
We can sit here and pray this virus away. And just because we're faithful, that doesn't mean it's going away. There's a purpose that he allowed it. God is sovereign. All right. And that's another big part of this is people that don't realize that God allows bad things to happen. If you don't know what I'm talking about, read the book of Job, just the first three chapters. It's, it is, it is riddled in the Bible of how God allows things to happen for his glory. All right. To show that faith because, and that's the biggest problem is some of you are out there and you've reached out to God, maybe for the first time in your life during this crisis and you're not getting a prayer answered. What do you expect to happen if you were in a if you were in a relationship for forty years and you never did one thing mm-hmm. for the other person, and now all of a sudden you expect something because that's what this is. It's Thank a relationship you, with God, and yes. you have adulterated yourself for if you're forty years old for forty years away from God, and now all of a sudden you're you ask for something and He's just going to hand it over to you. Just now, here's the kicker with that: He will hand over to you peace that is beyond all understanding. He right. will give you that. He just not gonna, he's not going to relieve you of whatever worldly problem you have. And that's what this is. It's a worldly problem. And we have to get past this fact that, that our lives are just so meaningful, okay? Because it says in James, our life is a vapor to God. Yes. It, is, it is nothing to him, okay? <clears throat> I mean, again, read the book of Job. And see, Job, Job is the most faithful man in the world at the time or whatever the case was. And his children are gone in a heartbeat. Right. Okay. Right. And and we sit there and we look at death in this world as such this tragedy and all that stuff. And man, like I said, if you're a faithful person, that's a reward. You're getting out of here, man. Like who who wants to sit here in the middle of a virus, dodging people looking for toilet paper when we could go to heaven and praise There's God for one eternity? Reason to be here. And that reason is because we love Jesus and freely mm-hmm. we've received and freely we give. You know, there's a promise, John, that God made to us. And there's just so much. The, the, the Bible's so rich. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to stir yourself up, just start reading your Bible and start proclaiming these scriptures. Start receiving these scriptures as God's love letter to you. And Isaiah 59 and verse 19, it says, so, so shall they fear the Lord, fear the name of the Lord from the west in his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. And the redeemed having a hard time seeing it praise god but it ain't gonna stop me the redeemed shall come to zion and to them that turn from transgression in jacob so when the enemy comes in like a flood now a lot of people believe there should be a comma there when the enemy comes in like a like a flood the spirit of the lord lifts up a standard against him now i believe that and here's why because the flood the water always represents that flows from heaven's throne the spirit of the living god it's the flood that comes in, and it's the water that brings life. And that's why I believe that. But never, never mind. It, it still states that God comes in, and God comes in to deal with this. And in verse 21, a promise to your children. I'm still praying. I'm still praying. If, if you're learning something about prayer, you can pray the Scripture. And it says, as for me, as for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit that is upon you and my words which I have put in your mouth That's his words in my mouth right now. That's his words in my mouth. Shall not depart out of your mouth. Now, what that means is not depart is that means nothing else shall come out of your mouth but the words of God. In other words, if you lost the word out of your mouth, it's really the the word that's flowing from your heart, from your spirit, down in your soul. So 
If you remove that, then the word of the world begins to come out. So it's the word which I have put in your mouth. It's the word of God because I'm tapped into that river. Mm -hmm. I'm tapped into the flood from heaven's throne. It's called the Holy Ghost, the Mm -hmm. spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Nor out of your mouth of your seed, that's your children. You see, these words won't depart out of your mouth or the mouth of your seed. Nor out of the mouth of your seed, seed, says the Lord, from here, after, and forevermore. Now, I know you say he's talking to Israel, but my Bible says I've been adopted. I've been grafted in. I also read to you about the Gentiles earlier. I don't want to get into all that teaching, but the promises are to you as well. The promises, you can be grafted into the olive tree as well. This promise is to your seed if you're faithful and you're walking in repentance. My, my, My question to you, if it's a question at all, is what will your sons and daughters, what will your seed gather from this situation that's happened here? What will those that you call your church family gather from this situation that's happened? What will the coworkers, those of you that still go to work that are essential personnel, what will they gather? They can't stop you. They still got in, you still got internet. The word can still go out. You still got phones, every one of you. You're listening right now, obviously, so you've got a way to communicate. What will they gather? Do you love your children and your children's children enough if Jesus tarry? To stand as a man or woman of God to stir yourself up. And you say, Coach, I can't do that. Well, let me tell you how to do that. First of all, make a decision. Mm-hmm. First of all, make a decision before God and say, God, I can't. I'm willing, but I can't. I don't know how. I don't even have the desire. It's going to take. And that's when the Spirit of God will begin to come in you and come upon you. And you'll begin to. You see, on the day of Pentecost, listen, Acts, Acts 1 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me and Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You see, the, the Holy Spirit is the boldest. The power of God will come upon you. You're right. You can't. I'm right. I can't. But I can't shut up because I got this word in my heart like a fire shut up in my bones because I got the Holy Spirit. So I ain't going to shut up proclaiming. I ain't going to shut up praying. I ain't going to quit standing. And this will impact my seed's seed and their seed's seed. And there are a thousand generations of the goodness of God. That's the word of God. That's the prayer of the word of God. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Jeremiah, the one who couldn't shut up. Was That's right, Jeremiah. Jeremiah. He, couldn't, he didn't want to. He told yes. the Lord repeatedly, I don't want to do this. But he can't stop himself from doing it. That's that boldness, that power that comes. And the the, the thing I just thought of when you're talking about that is Peter. Just yeah. you talk about in a, in a span of a couple in a book, really. Yeah. He goes from denying Jesus three times, terrified, Holy they're Ghost. running for everything. Yes, they receive the power of the Holy Spirit yes. at Pentecost. And what is it? He goes out. He's so bold. He's willing to get beaten, mm. thrown in jail. That's the difference with His all life this. Life no is longer not, mattered, right? Because you're not worried about conforming to the world yes. anymore. Yes, you're not worried about what's going to happen to you. And I get it. We have we're humans. We have fear pop up in our brain, but we have to understand if you are in the Word and you are filled with the Holy Spirit, yes. you know that that's not of God. You know that that doesn't matter. And you know, my gosh, at some point, I'm going to die and leave this world. And what a great day that's going to be, because. I don't have to deal with all the stupid stuff that we face every day. There's nobody listening, John, that had any more fear, that has any more fear about standing up in the boldness of the Lord than Peter did. Peter denied Mm -hmm. knowing Jesus to a little slave girl. To people outside that Jesus had been arrested, uh, preparing to be crucified, he denied him, and yet Peter was a bar fighter, you might say. He's the one that in the garden, when they come to arrest Jesus, it chopped chopped the ear off. off, But when it came down to it, You don't have the power without the Holy Spirit to do the work that God's calling you to do in this hour. You don't have the power before nations. You don't have the power before governments to stand lest the Holy Spirit come upon you. So I pray now 
that according to Luke chapter 11, you go back and read it because we're out, we're out of time. We've been here for a while. You go back and read it. If you've truly been baptized and you're in the spirit of God, and what I mean by that, let me, let me start off. If you've truly been saved, God wants to baptize you with boldness. He's called the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. but he said you must ask. A lot of people will disagree with that. Well, I don't care what they disagree with. I agree with the Word of God. The Word of God says if good fathers know how to give good gifts, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? We really see that Peter knew who Jesus was. He proclaimed him as the Lamb of God. And Jesus even told him, he said, my Father revealed that to you. But right after that, he denied Jesus. But on the day of Pentecost, Peter never denied him again. He even gave up his life and was crucified upside down. You need the Holy Ghost to do the work we're talking, to pray. You need the spirit. And of God. that's the kicker at Pentecost that changed them, that boldness. And that's what people don't understand. Those prophets had that mm-hmm. throughout the old Testament. That's why they were able to be, uh, persecuted against and yelled at and mm-hmm. condemned and killed in some senses their life because they nothing. had that. It meant nothing. Jesus we, was their life. And that's them. the kicker. Since Jesus done what he done after Pentecost, we have the same luxuries Amen. of receiving that Amen. as anyone else. And you can get, so if you're to a point where you are still fearful of everything, Find it, drop to your knees and ask for it. You know, and I, I just want to, I want to, I want to add something here because it made me think of this. If you're one of those, you're, you're in anguish, you're in grief, you, you're um, suffering in a way. I just want to read this right quick. This is from Luke 22. Mm-hmm. He walked away about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. And if you don't know who that is, that's actually Jesus Christ right Praise before God. he's crucified. Even Jesus Christ was suffering. He had that sense of anguish over him where he didn't want to go through with this. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's, we're not saying to just go walk into it and, and, and hey, uh, shoot me in the face. You know, it's not like that. It's, there's, there's, there's an amount of suffering that is required to take mm, place if mm. the souls that you love are to be saved. There's the amount, and I don't know what that amount is. I don't know. I'm not God, right. but there's a certain amount of suffering. And yet at the same time, when the Holy Spirit is truly in full operation in your life and he's given full yield of your life and you're a sacrifice unto God, you lay yourself down. I'm telling you now, your life will mean nothing to you because you were dead. You'll be crucified with Christ. Yet the life in you is Christ. And now he drank the cup of suffering for us. You can't drink Man. his cup. You couldn't bear his cross. No. He said, bear your cross. Deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow him. Brothers and sisters, will you join us? We're not giving this a denominational name. Will you be the body of Christ mm-hmm. in this hour? Because if we get a bunch of lights come together, we're going to light this place up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's not completely correct of what I just said, <laughs> but I know you understand. If we get a bunch of lights come together, this is Coach Shelby, Coach Shaw. We love you. How? We don't even know who's watching. I can't even see what's on the screen. It's so far away. But we know we love you because the greater love is in us, and that love is God Almighty. We love you enough to speak the truth. God bless you guys. Send this around the world and be looking for uh, the audible audio, audible, <laughs> the audio audible message version. on Anchor and be looking for the YouTube where you can go back. And, of course, you have this on Facebook, and you have our permission to share it with the world. This is God's word. It's not mine. This is God's word. It's not Coach Shaw's. So share it with the world. God bless you guys. In Jesus' name.